0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 44 of the JV Club. I First of all, I'm proud to say I remember that it is episode 44. I think last time I said that we were at episode 42 when we in fact had already done episode 42. I'm getting up into the 40s and I'm starting to lose my memory, guys, but that's a good sign because it means that we have so many episodes under our belt that I can't even keep track of them anymore. I say when so many of my friends have podcasts who have hundreds and hundreds of episodes in the can... Uh I want to um Preface this episode with Kristen Rutherford by saying that uh, once again, some emotional stuff comes up midway through the podcast. I won't, uh, I won't give it away. I'm saying it like it's a delicious treat. Instead, it's like super emotional and sad. But uh, I did want to give you a heads up that that was uh, that was coming. For those of you who get in touch with me and say that I, I've made you cry on the bus and uh, on the train and in public places, um, I want to apologize and I don't want to say I'm so moved that you are moved um, by some of the stuff that comes up on the podcast. And um, all I can say to that is hopefully when people see you uh, being moved, they realize that you're sensitive, wonderful people as I know you to be, and that we're all entitled to have our emotions wherever they may come, Uh, be it on a train, a plane, with green eggs and ham, Sam I am. I have some shout outs, but I am uh, definitely behind in shout outs. I'm a little bit crunched because it is time for Sketch Fest. That is right around the corner. Um, I'm actually not going to be on HuffPost Live for the next couple of weeks as I prepare for the festival. And and, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about all the different shows we've got coming up. Please visit the website sfsketchfest.com. That's S-F like San Francisco, sketchfest.com to find out what shows are going to be there. We have a tribute to Portlandia, a tribute to Children's Hospital, John Landis and Animal House, The Naked Gun and... uh all kinds of great, great stuff that I, I can't wait, including uh, returning friends of the festival like you know Eugene Merman, Paul F. Tompkins, Rift Tracks, The Thrilling Adventure Hour, so much great stuff. So please come, think, consider coming out to to San Francisco and uh, saying hi to me in person. Um, we have some great hotel deals that you can also click right through on the website. Podcast shout outs, Steve K, Chelsea, Hannah, EHRR, Eddie F, Damon L, Pierre Jerome, Michelle M, all on Twitter, Curtis and Struggling Writer as well, Erica and Ben on Facebook, Pierce uh, sent me a beautiful email, Tammy C, uh, great email correspondence and also used some MASH suggestions of hers today. Uh, On this episode, you'll be hearing with Kristen. I guess that's it, guys. I'm sure there's more to be said. Lord knows I like the sound of my own voice. But uh, for now, I will leave you to enjoy this episode. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com Guys, first I want to quickly say that uh, this is a podcast that we attempted uh, quite some time ago. I don't want to say it was a year ago, but it's been a long time. I, don't, I really don't know when it was. Was it a year ago? It feels like it, but I... Is it just, possible it
1: was more it, than a year ago? No, I think it was only a few months ago. I feel no, like... No,
0: I don't know if that's true.
1: What were we wearing? Oh, no, it's LA, so we were probably you know just wearing what? the exact same we met thing. At the,
0: first of all, it wasn't that, that recently because we met at the park and it was like spring.
1: No, that's a different time. That wasn't a podcast time. That was just a date. Oh, okay. So when you came over, was it
0: only a few months ago? Yeah, I think maybe it was was only a few months ago, but we talked and talked and talked. And then when we sat down and got ready to podcast, you said, as I was understanding that my computer was not behaving and getting really worried, you were like, I should warn you or I should have warned you. My name Technology. is Killswitch yes. <laughs> Your name is Killswitch and everything doesn't work And what you don't know is that l- The last time I podcasted with my gear um, There was like some sort of mic problem That I couldn't detect Because I don't have a producer and I don't wear earphones And so um, I learned the hard way And am learning that lesson perhaps for the second time Because I'm, you see, I still don't have a producer <laughs> And I'm still not wearing earphones that the same exact thing could happen. So I really meticulously prepared. I took uh, I took apart all of the mic gear, took it all apart, anything that could be unplugged. I like blew on everything because I knew it Kill was Switch was coming the, over. The 15
1: minutes of Check 1-2, Check 1-2 was kind of... Excessive? Excessive, excessive? but, you know, I figured this is your professional. It just feels like I'm
0: playing with fire a little bit. (laughs) But you know what? I'm also very excited about that. Um, Kristen is uh, one of my friends who sort of uh, understands this idea of maybe being too involved in too many different projects. So I'm going to let you describe... Um, what the, what, at least what the things that you're most excited about now. I will quickly say that you, I know that you are a head writer for uh, The Nerdist Show, which I think is super, super cool, and that's how we met was through Chris Hardwick. So I know that, but um, there's also something super cool that you're doing tomorrow, which is Tuesday, which means it's too late for you guys to check out, but you can check out the next one. You
1: Come, come see us in February. Yeah, I'm uh, the host of Hashtag Parent on uh, the Geek and Sundry uh, YouTube channels. Uh, we do the Tuesday night hangouts, and ours is the second. We're always the second Tuesday of the month and uh it's me and mike Furman, love and mike we talk Furman. about geek parenting um love everything about
0: that and we'll also put a link to it on the jv club facebook page and we'll tweet that and stuff too so you guys can check it out because guys listen you've got to get on the christmas Brotherford train <laughs> it's a wonderful train um we have there's always it.
1: cakes and tea
0: there's also there's always cakes and tea. Maybe they're miniature cakes and miniature tea because Maybe. I warned her that I was going to say this straight away because everybody knows, fresh from the Vanessa Raglan episode of not so long ago, um, that there are quite a few ladies in the Los Angeles area who enjoy miniatures. Miniatures, tiny things. Little tiny things. And you also are a friend of mine who seems to be in Japan every other day and it makes me so jealous and envious
1: we th- think we talked about you know i'm a i'm a new yorker at heart i mean i wasn't i wasn't born in new york my family's from new york my mother's from brooklyn i grew up in washington dc but i was brainwashed by my mother that new york new york new york and my father because my father is from um he's from south jersey but he also you know moved to new york right away but the first the only place in the world that i've been to i mean i've been all over and i go to places i'm like oh this is lovely and i embrace it but i still have a little Bit of a snobby New York thing where I'm like, New York is better. Tokyo is the only place I've ever been to that I oh. said to myself, "Okay, this place kicks New York's ass." <laughs> Holy <laughs> mackerel! Your, your New York sensibility and snobbery was humbled by oh, Tokyo. By Tokyo, just <sighs> I, I, my experience in Tokyo. I mean, I still would like to do a show just called uh, just of someone going around Japan or and Tokyo, just saying, "Why don't we have this?" <laughs> or, or first to be actually, actually more truthfully you pick something up and you go, what is this? Why don't we have this? And that is my experience in it. Tokyo. Give, can you give me an example of yes. one to
0: two, what is this, why don't we have <laughs> yes, this? Yes, I can. I'm Wonderful. glad you asked.
1: Why don't we have... Because uh, my first time in Tokyo, um, I, I went over there. Uh, my husband, uh, Vinny, was shooting for uh, Attack of the Show and oh attack of the show he was shooting for attack of the show this was 2006 and i landed i slept you know because you're like i landed i slept i woke up and the first day my first day in tokyo where did he take me a like bathroom showroom a toilet showroom he was like you have to come see this (laughs) and it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen (laughs) toilets that like when they sense you coming and they open up and toilets that play music, and they play, you know, um, sounds to mask any kind of embarrassing noises Uh you might be making. But in that showroom, they sold tile that you could put on your your bathroom, and they had a little spray bottle there, and when you spray it, the water goes away. It absorbs into the tile so that you don't get mold. What?
0: What? Let me be the first to say it after you already said it. Why don't we have this? Why don't we
1: have that? And things like, and my other example would be... When it rains there, as it does in many other places and cultures. correct? You know, in New York, when it rains, those little umbrella guys, all of a sudden, it's like, I used to say, they must be like powder and they're on the sidewalk. And then when it rains, it activates them because they just spring up and they're like, umbrella, 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 umbrella. And then you go to Tokyo, and it's the same thing. Only it's little Japanese, old, like old Japanese women. You suddenly in every shop, there's one standing there to with plastic bags. You have a, they want you to wrap your umbrella. You walk in, and they hold out a bag, and you wrap your umbrella in it. Or they have a machine that you just swipe your umbrella through, and it goes quick, <gasps> it it so that your umbrella doesn't drip all over. And then the you store. don't have to
0: abandon your Abandoning umbrella. your umbrella
1: because I am. I am always. I am. I, am, I forget
0: the umbrella, someone steals the
1: umbrella. I forget the umbrella, someone steals the umbrella, or you're like me, and you just have a complete disregard for anybody else besides yourself, and you're like, I'm walking around with my umbrella, and I'm dripping it all over the place, yes. because I don't trust any of you people, and you're going <laughs> to steal my umbrella.
0: Classic New York. Yeah. That's a classic <laughs> New York mentality. Um God, I would love to go to Tokyo. I am dying to go to Tokyo. Um, I was going to wait and do this later on, but we are talking about tiny things right away, so... I'm going to give you this Christmas present.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs)
0: This will be the first time that anyone opens a present on the air. Everyone knows that it's fun to have something happening visually that no one can see. Okay,
1: here's the part where you just hear the mic go... yeah While I exactly it up and just, there's just a lot of the yep there's the rustle so you hear the paper wrestling what's alive, funny Kristen. is that i wanted to get a christmas present for you i saw something that i thought oh janet would love this but i thought it was a little stalkery
0: well i knew i was being stalkery this is uh, this by the way has sustained a little bit of crinkling because i bought it for you in san francisco and i uh i just couldn't do you don't have it right i do not no
1: okay. i don't have oh, it Okay, so let me describe what she has given me. She's given me a calendar that is nothing but pictures of tiny fairy houses, like little garden fairy houses. <laughs>
0: and we're not talking, guys, about illustrations. No, no. We are talking about a girl who has painstakingly created, I'll take a picture uh, and post, post it on Facebook, of, like, you know, all, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, hey, guess what? We're in Portland, and we're hiking around through the rainforest, and I'm looking at, like, this stump, and doesn't it look with this little mossy patch like a little fairy should live right in there, like her little cave should be? This girl's like, yes, and let me go ahead and make Make it into a fairy house and put a bunch of like accoutrement around it and work
1: with nature to create a magical little vignette January, where a fairy would live. I am not joking with you that the January picture, I no kidding, just the other day pinned this to a Pinterest page. You did. I did. Oh, so small great. Right because you know, I have a fairy house's Pinterest page, yes, of you course. Did. I also now, as I was saying to you, I have a I forget what I named it. I named it like the Janet V something like the stalkery memorial. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go on there I've not been on Pinterest in ages unless it's
0: for the JV Club Pinterest page I go page, in so. and
1: out I sometimes I'm just like I must spin all the things, and then well,
0: and we have JV Club has a Pinterest page, so we'll link to your oh, Pinterest pages. I didn't know that, I'm so good. now people
1: can see. That. I'm in the JV Book Club, but I didn't, I was I not part delighted
0: of. Delighted to hear that, guys. So. That's a really good segue into announcing that uh, we do have a JV Book Club. Uh, Victoria Eden is running it for us. Um, uh, Stephanie G is also a part of that, and we have uh, quite a few members. Um, it's something that was suggested because we talk about so many books so often that it seemed like it might be a fun way to keep in mind uh, for those. of you who have time to pleasure read to pick up uh, some of the books that we've been talking about i gotta tell you next on my list is the Madeleine lingle um autobiography i think she wrote and i can't even remember which person i was talking about it with maybe kathleen perkins but i was talking about how a wrinkle in time is my favorite book and she said have you ever watched the um uh i mean have you ever read her any of her adult f- fiction and or her or her essays and stuff and i said no and i've been told that i'm missing out greatly
1: Um, I was very excited to see you guys had started that book club because I am terrible in real book clubs. And I thought, well, maybe I could be in a virtual book club. Maybe I could do this because I, I don't do well in groups. I, well, I, oh, in general, just like, do you you get quiet? Well, until I get bitchy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) when I got pregnant, I would sit on the couch sort of just lamenting do I have to join a mom's group like what do I do when I have the baby what do I do I have to is that one of the things and my husband again in his you know wisdom and his for real his knowledge of me and the reason I married him is because he's always really straight up with me playing a video game doesn't even look at me says oh yeah you're really bad in groups (laughs) and I was like I am I was like oh my god (laughs) and I know it's absolutely true because you didn't couch it you didn't try you you absolutely just threw it off like oh everybody knows that you're terrible in groups um I, uh, a uh, long time ago, I went to a Christmas party. I don't know if you know who Guy Branham is. He is uh, oh, yeah. He's oh, going to be doing Sketchfest this year. I love him. I yeah. love him. Oh, love he's him. so great. He is so great. And he is one of the funniest people I've ever met in mm-hmm. my entire life. And You guys
0: can see him on Chelsea Lately, by the way. We're doing a a, a show with um, Arden Marine and uh, April Richardson and Guy Branham. That's like ch- roundtable regulars of he's, Chelsea Lately. He's he so is great.
1: brilliantly funny. Yeah. Uh, at his Christmas parties, he does a competition. It's a small talk competition. And... I went and I had found that I'd already been entered in it. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, because I was really nervous. And I smoked. I did really well. And I got really far until they get to the group competition which, mm. by the way, this is the best thing I've ever done at a party. It was, like, <laughs> it it was like, set like up it. like American Idol with judges, and you, picked a, you had to reach into a hat, and you picked up... Of course, Guy had written all of the subjects, right? and you picked out a subject, and you had to make small talk about it for two minutes. Okay. It is the greatest party game I have ever played in my entire life. And I did really well, and I made it up until we got to a group, and then I realized that my dynamic in groups is to kind of just sit back, watch what everybody says, and eventually be like... Are you stupid? Because I feel like you're really stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, th- this is the JV Club podcast, so I get to ask uh, and
0: sound like a shrink, granted, but I get to ask. <laughs> was this always true for you? Like when you were in, when you were an adolescent, when you were in high school, how were you socially then? I mean, is is that a reflection of oh, kind of? I'm a,
1: I'm I'm I am I don't know. I'm like recovering socially inept. Like in certain, I've recovered a lot. Like I'm very very. It's one of these things where I say I'm really really introverted. I think you hear this from a lot of people. I mean, I hear a lot of people who say this, that I'm truly an introvert that is has trained myself to just drop it and, you know, it doesn't benefit me to just hole up in a corner. You know, if you go to a party and you don't know anybody, and this is one of the things I'm trying to teach my daughter is, you know, it doesn't hurt you to go up to somebody and be like, what's your name? I, you know, I don't know anybody here. Do you? And just start a conversation because everybody else is thinking about themselves, so you know everybody's yeah. thinking about themselves. Everybody's worried about themselves, and really, it, once you realize that nobody's thinking about you and worrying about what you are doing and what you are wearing, it's really freeing. So you're I so think, right. You know, I, I feel. I mean, it took a, it takes a long time though. To well, live. first of all, you got
0: to be able to get to the party, and I have to say that <laughs> I am sort of. Selectively social And that I feel like If I get to the party I'm fine Yes But I'm very much A lone wolf It's like all or nothing It's like I'm, If I get there I'll be fine But so often Oh just getting I there just is. can't even Make it there So often I'm like But I
1: could just I can just sit here, here. Yeah I can't wear pajamas To the party yeah. Until you get invited To a party That's where your pajamas Yes
0: are. The pajama party That's a whole other that's Kettle of fish
1: That's a different thing Which
0: by the way If there's a kettle of fish At the pajama party I that's don't know what's really, going on Something to miss That's, that's, that's too much Yeah that's. Maybe not so good. Um, uh, So you were socially inept as a. And so this is in Washington, D.C. This is. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm very sort of. I don't know. I can. uh, Someone said to me in high school one time, they said, you know, you're like a chameleon. You have this way of. Even though. She said, and she was a really good friend of mine. She was like, even though I know who you really are, I know who you are inside, you know, you everybody likes you or everybody you, you, you can, or not that everybody likes you, but you can talk to anybody. You can talk to anybody, which I was like, really? Cause I feel like I just say the wrong thing and I just am blundering all the time and I'm super critical of myself and you know, but it's so interesting to, I, I think, I wonder how
0: many people in high school really saw themselves the way other people saw them. And how much of that continues on like i'm how? still surprised sometimes i'm still surprised even like listeners of the podcast you know who say you seem like this person sometimes i'm like oh that's so nice of you to say really yeah. i come off that way yeah i feel like i'm a dork or you know <laughs> yeah. i feel like i'm this or that <laughs> oh, and I'm i the- think so many of us don't we don't have a really strong
1: sense of how we're perceived by other people I mean, usually we're more hard on ourselves you right know because I am the head writer of the nerdist I, I i you know I did like really nerdy things I grew up you know super nerdy super into star trek and and horror movies and things that lots of like what you know i would I hate to say this, but like boy stuff you know like i like comic sure. books no I there's like, a reason you know, that there
0: are fewer i mean you know it's a cliche that's not
1: great but it's true no i mean in some ways but you know but it was really, that because you
0: had br- like did you have br- like where did that come from can you can you mark
1: can you kind of track it at all i don't know i was thinking about it today i was talking with someone today um about horror movies And we were talking about Burnt Offerings and a bunch of these like 70s films that were super scary, like Audrey Rose. And the fact that, I mean, my dad watched a lot of weird horror films, but my parents weren't really, they're not super hip and it's not, you know, I mean, like my dad watched Star Trek, but I watched the heck out of Star Trek. I mean, I like, yeah, yeah. And uh, like wrote fan fiction on floppy disks, kind of like Star Trek.
0: Um, What, uh, give me an example of like what, Oh, you would, even, what I, you got excited about right? we to, Are we talking pure uh, Original Star Trek Or Next
1: Generation Oh no I TNG By the time TNG came around I mean I like TNG And I've watched it <laughs> But it's not like TNG
0: <laughs> Bless your heart I love it I, See I feel like I was more like your dad Like I watched The original And I watched
1: TNG. You watched it. See, I, I, I but was in I was, school.
0: I didn't have strong, I didn't have strong, passionate feelings about it. It was like a fun kind of like, what I shows have, are
1: you into? Well, oh, at, I watched the next generation. By E90. that time I didn't have a TV because I couldn't afford a TV. Cause I was like, you know, in my twenties, like living in New York city. And I was trying to figure out how to eat and stuff like that. Fair so, enough. uh, I, so I missed that and so now I'm and people are always like wait you didn't watch you wait you're really hardcore into original Star Trek you're not really like fluent versed in, in TNG <laughs> but you know a lot about Voyager and Deep Space Nine <laughs> which are like there was a there was a uh, there was a blackout period there was for a you a blackout oh, period and then you know because I met my husband and you know, we we got we scraped together. We had a TV, and like we started watching all that stuff. You know, we'd watch that in X Files and together. And-
0: I'm afraid I'm going to have to TMG name drop really quickly uh, because we have three connecting tissues about uh, this person that I'm going to bring up. Number one, he's doing Woodstock Founders Night at Sketchfest. Number two, he is doing your uh, show tomorrow night, right. and number three, and perhaps the most exciting thing, and this is when Chris and I were still together. I am very proud to say that I saw the latest Star Trek with Will Wheaton, which oh. was very satisfying. It was very satisfying to be sitting next to Will Wheaton while he took in the new Star Trek. That's movie really good. Back in the day, a few years ago, and Will, um, it was and fun. He's
1: also hilarious, so funny. Oh my god, he's so and so, so funny. sweet he's and so, so nice. Yeah, he's d- such a. Nice I hate guy. to say
0: down to earth because it's such a cliche to say that about like people who have been famous for a long time, but
1: he's so down to earth yeah he's a good dude uh, and his, it's funny and to say wife, that about
0: someone who was in a show about outer space
1: and i also i when i'm not stalking you i'm stalking his wife because his wife is also i don't know his wife no, i don't know her either i met her once at a better actually at a party and followed her around the room and then finally went up to her and was just like i've been stalking you all around the room <laughs> and uh so i just wanted to talk to you because i follow you on twitter and you are hilarious so i told i was i'm hoping that she will be able to join us tomorrow night yeah. too. yeah um I like what you just said because it,
0: it sounds to me like it perfectly encapsulates sort of what you were describing about yourself, which is like you're you and it is what kind of nerd the Nerdist uh, franchise is all about and why I guess franchise is maybe not the right word although our podcasts that are on the Nerdist Network Empire is a good um, word Empire Chris's,
1: yeah I, that, it feels empire. weird to describe
0: my ex boyfriend as having an empire but fair enough um, but uh, <laughs> but I do feel like it is all it is sort of the it is about embracing that, um, uh, as as Gillian Jacobs said, and as uh, Jules uh, named a uh, listener, Jules, who runs a Pinterest board, who sent me a mix. Um, called it Embrace Your Sore Thumbs, sort of the idea of whatever it is about you that makes you a nerd that can then become this thing that you just sort of uh, own with pride. And it it feels like you and I connected in that way when we first met. And exactly what you said about Will's wife, too, is this thing of, like, we make fun of ourselves for being socially inept, but we're socially... Apt enough to, I, you know to
1: be able to make fun of it, to be I like, I'm stalking like, you. Ha-ha. I feel like my life got better once I was like, oh, I'm a dork. What I was going to say about, you know, being a part of Nerdist is that I was like, you know, I could do a total spin off of Chris's Empire and call it the Dorkist because I am the, I just, I... I fall over things. I drop things. I just can't. I'm so clumsy. I'm so clumsy and I'm super spazzy and I say spazzy things and I'm becoming that old lady who will like see somebody and be like, you look nice today in the elevator. Like somebody (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, you look so nice today because I I I really am like, I'm so excited that we're just going to get kookier as we get older. It's wonderful.
0: I hate to challenge you on this, but I swear to God, I spill something from a glass or a bottle once a day, (laughs) once a day. I will spill yeah. it. I just need to make sure it's not too close to my computer I because everyone things. likes I these just, computers. I'm a, drop,
1: I'm a dropper. Yeah. Like, I just drop things. Thank yeah. God. I mean, I have a child. And people are like, <laughs> you're a mother. It's <laughs> like, well, I hold on to the child really tight. But okay, I've explained to her that. I mean, I just, I forget, like I forget things. And I told her, I've been telling her that since she was a baby, I'm always telling her. And I always will say, when she gets upset. Like, she'll be like, mom. I'll say, all right, just take it down a notch. Tell me what's going on. Tell me your point of view. And 99% of the time, she'll say, Mom, you said that we were going to, I don't know, like play with my Kokeshi dolls before I had to brush my teeth. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I totally said that. And I totally forgot that I... And she's always right. And I've told I've told her, Mom mom really forgets, like, forgets things. Mom says things and forgets things. So never be afraid to say, Mom, that's not what you said. You said oh, we are going to do for this, this, and this, and then yeah. this. So, good for both of you. Well, I mean... Is no. that how your mom parented? Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I knew the answer to that a little bit when yeah, I asked I it.
1: There's a lot of, well, I'm doing this for you because it's not the way I was raised. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. Do how else. do you, uh, siblings? Uh, I have a younger brother and um He's and were dork. your par-
0: <laughs> and your your Ugh. younger brothers are fantastic <laughs> were your parents together when you were uh, in high school and yeah. stuff
1: yeah they're still together and they're
0: still together did that what was their parenting like when when you were in high school oh, were they parents- like sort of lack laissez-faire or were they
1: no they're super we are Italian and my parents are much older and we're they are much older than uh, my peers. You know, and it'd be so funny if you were up. just saying they're much older than me. They're much older than me, which is just <laughs> really strange because we grew up in a trailer a trailer park. <sighs> um, no, they were they they were older parents, and so some of the things that I was raised with were super conservative, very uh, super super strict. Uh, I spent most of my high school years grounded for things mm. that other people would not have been grounded for, like what, uh, like getting a C. Uh, you know like just it's little like yeah very sort of you know very very heavy hand like very heavy handing parenting that when it came to my brother they were just like yeah you can stay out all night we don't care and I was like what the but he's a boy and mm-hmm. boys are different it, it's almost like a 1950s style of parenting mm-hmm. um, which makes sense I guess if your parents were older yeah I mean, exactly they're I'm, just
0: coming from a slightly different era
1: and you know my parents have a, a weird story in that you know my mom was an immigrant she was the first born in this country and so, and, and my mom has a crazy, and my mom is an identical twin and she has a crazy story about like how her mother, like her mother died uh, when she was 15 and my grandfather, who I never knew, married and basically an evil stepmom who burned all the pictures of them. So my we have no pictures of my mother when she was a kid, Whoa. burned everything and there's, it's this epic unbelievable story that she tells or that she actually never told but i didn't find out till i was older about how my older her older sister took her in um and because she showed up at her door and she was her tooth was all swollen and basically was like you're being neglected and t- took them in and then a, a cop showed up at the door my grandfather accused my aunt her older sister of running a uh, prostitution ring yeah. Which was like, what? I mean, can you imagine your father doing this? She has, so she has this unbelievable story, like family story. And then my dad comes from a broken home, a broken home of 1937 when people just didn't, mm. you didn't leave yeah, your husband. Yeah. And my grandmother, my grandmother who I just, I, I love her, I miss her. She died in 2001. I spent a lot of time with her. A lot of the things that I do with my daughter now, I find like, I make, I'm, I say things like, oh, this reminds me, I'll make jam tarts with my daughter and I'll go, oh, this reminds me, I used to make these with my grandmother. She would send me out to the tree to pick apricots and we'd make jam and then we'd make jam tarts. And I think, wait, who, wait, whose childhood is that? Oh, like, it's, that it sounds, sounds like I grew lovely. up in the Depression. It really was. I mean, she was really great. And that but, was she um, in Washington,
0: she was in Washington, D.C. She, also. She
1: ended up living in Washington, D.C. eventually. Um, you know, everybody sort of gravitated to where my parents were. But like, you know, it was a broken home. I asked her when I was a kid because I also had a relationship with her ex husband. You know, my my grandfather. um and he, you know, I had this wonderful relationship with him. And I asked her one time, I mean, I was a kid. I must have been like six or seven. I said, why, did you, why are you not with Grandpa Frank anymore? And she said, he used to hit me. He'd go out all night and wouldn't come home. And he drank too much. And I, oh. and I remember being a kid and being like, fair enough. That's a good reason and that was it and so now i try to i try to remember that like to be treat to
0: treat to treat, treat like my child like yeah.
1: not like an adult not like an adult but to be careful but not to be precious with her feelings or yeah. with or with with imparting information you know because sometimes you just give them a direct answer and they're like okay yeah they, or sometimes you have all this baggage and stuff that you feel like you need to explain and they just want an answer so i always try to that moment is sort of crystallized in my head she was so direct with me that but. feels like it would help too just in
0: life socially because i think what you just said to what you just said about kids is probably true about everyone but i always feel like i have to overexplain explain stuff like yeah. at, you know the like when the waiter's like do you want this to go i'm yes. like i don't but here's, here's why not
1: yeah. yeah i mean they don't f- <laughs> they don't care yeah they don't no care one cares. <laughs> just you ever catch yourself us. saying that where you're like so here's the you don't care Yes it's like, you don't Absolutely <laughs> But
0: I'm afraid That I'm going to lose The ability to know That people don't care Because I do feel like Certain members of my family As they've gotten older And kookier And I love them dearly For it And I wouldn't change anything and I think this is true for a lot of people when they talk about their parents or their grandparents or, you know, just people who are their elders, is that there is this sense. you s- I just feel like how many times have I seen someone on the phone with their parent or with a- an elder an family member where they sort of hold the phone away from their ear and look at you like, I can't believe they're still telling me the same story or, yes, this person is still talking. I mean, listen, I have a podcast and I barely let the guest get a word in edgewise. So what am I going to be like when I'm... You know, a little bit older, <laughs> kookier, and even less self-aware.
1: Uh, or when you have those moments too, where you just channel your parents, and sometimes in good ways, and sometimes in bad ways. I threw a baby shower for a friend one time, and when it was all done, we the girl that I threw the shower with, and the girl who we threw the shower for, we all sort of collapsed on my living room rug. And we're like, oh, that was so fun, that was really great. And one of them the girl that I threw the shower with goes, I'm really hungry. I didn't get to eat anything. And without missing a beat, I stood up and I said, I've been waiting for this moment. I'm going to make sandwiches. And I thought, (laughs) and I had it already. I was like, I had, and she was a vegetarian. I knew exactly what to make her. I knew exactly what the pregnant girl would want. I knew exactly what I wanted. And I was like, that was, I just turned into my mother right there. and was like, I'm going to create a whole meal out of nothing right Ooh, now you I know like i'm just gonna get like, yeah, some of this weird like i hate to say the, the cliche that it sounds very italian it is but that so does sound very it is. italian i mean yeah if you have a problem i'm gonna show up at your door with a lasagna oh because that's the only I, i'm like i don't know what to do so i made you this lasagna i think that's delightful and you should just eat those feelings down <laughs> <laughs> well that part of it i really can definitely
0: relate to 100 percent
1: um <laughs> my dad's wedding advice to me was <laughs> God bless you, Dad. I know you're not listening to this because you don't understand technology. But, and if anybody, <laughs> if anybody that knows my dad, please don't relay this t- story to him. But his wedding advice to me, and it was so, it was given to me in such kindness, was if Vinny does something that really annoys you, just put it in a little box and keep it like away, put it away. And I was so happy that I wasn't didn't get married really young. That I was, you know, on the older side, and you know, I was in my late twenties. And I said. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. But And then ran home, was like, oh my God, you would never believe what my dad just told me to do. <gasps> maybe oh, that's no. why mom yells at you all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tradition. I think the pretty, box is kind tradish. of getting a little like, yeah.
0: cracks in you might it. I want there. to uh, explore a, either a larger box or perhaps <laughs> a, larger, a purging a process. Box, perhaps a refrigerated storage unit. Maybe. I mean, maybe you need a second house where she can God just put him. those feelings. I mean, feelings. it was given
1: to me. He really was like, it was so... He was trying, he was really, like, he was being so kind. I'm going s- to yeah,
0: like, I'm going to tell my daughter what she needs to do. Yeah, to, exactly. My most recent mom moment, I don't know if this will translate, but my mom is, um, my mom is really sweet and wonderful. I just burped, guys, again, you know I like to drink sparkling beverages during the <laughs> podcast. Cream soda, it's happening. As you know from the Leslie Bibb episode, now called Doc Burps instead Doc of Dr. Burps, Brown's. Yeah. Uh, instead of dark browns. Um, I'm drinking my complimentary sparkling lemonade. And I have, I, had, I know that Kristen likes a sparkling lemonade. I so really I happen do. to have a fresh bottle of sparkling lemonade that I, sounded like a gunshot when I opened it and it totally scared me. Um, my boyfriend uh, took me to dinner last night and um, I had a sparkling water and he, like, was, I don't know why he was so proud of himself for this, but he was like, I got you a straw. And he put it down in front of me and I was like, thank you. I don't want it. <laughs> And the, I, that, I heard my mom. I mean, I literally heard my mom's voice because both my mom and my dad will not just take something and be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. If they don't want it, it doesn't matter how the, like they just won't. They'll just be like, oh, I, I don't want this. <laughs> I sent my dad um, a CD for his birthday and it was like, he couldn't wait to tell me how much he didn't want it. And I appreciate that and respect it because he doesn't want me to spend money idly and like continue to get him this, you know what I mean? It's like, what happens to the nice person who one time said they liked squirrels and then now everyone gives them a squirrel thing and they like, <laughs> they don't want them anymore, but they're, they they can not say no, say you it. know what I mean? So I appreciate both my parents for being like, don't ever get me that again. But at the same time, it's a hard, it's a little bit of like a. You know, it's it's trepidatious emotionally because... it hurts your feelings. It hurts you. It does but, sort of hurt your feelings. And so I heard myself say that. I mean, obviously, this is just about a straw. But I but heard still, myself say that. And I immediately was like, wow, I... That was Marsha Harney. Just, yeah. That was Marsha Just came right, right on out. Um,
1: my mom has the worst, the worst poker face. I wish this was not a podcast because I do a really good impression of her accepting a gift that she doesn't like and you have to imagine me making the expression where she just kind of looks at it like i gave her a dead animal (laughs) and then she sort of swallows it makes another expression like i'm gonna rise above this
0: (laughs) all visible
1: to you all All visible to you and then half smiles and says thank you i love it and you're like oh my god terrible, mom i mean my brother and i both like it's almost like a competition we're like let's see who's present like (laughs) I'm she glad I'm actually see, and, and then
0: that's the thing is that if I could pick I guess I would pick my mom's reaction because it's just straight up like clean dry disinterested honesty yeah.
1: as opposed to right she also <laughs> my brother pointed out because I he got her some present that I was like that's amazing what a good idea what did mom say did she like it because you know I was in the hole she's gonna love it and he said oh, you know mom and I realized that she had probably said and he confirmed it that she said you're so funny Oh. which is the most you know uh when the style network they you know i'm over at the, our studios are over in the e buildings which you know you you you're with a whole bunch of weird different there's style network and there's e and then i think like there's some bravo people now coming in so there's all kinds of shows that you're like what show are you working on? Yeah. It's really weird um style network put up this big lit wall that said it's so you. And all I could think was that's my mom's passive aggressive way of saying she doesn't like what you're wearing. <laughs> so like, I was true. like, the Style Network, we ag- passively aggressively hate what you're wearing. It's so true. There is
0: such a specific way. That were, that certain phrases can be said that can be the most complimentary or the most insulting, depending yes. on who's saying them and what their intentions are. And it's so you is got to be like number one. That's
1: it's oh, it's so con- it's like condescending and passive aggressive all. Rolled but you in can too. mean it. Like if like I got you that calendar, you know yeah, what I mean? Like if I gave you that so calendar, year, but you but this like, is, it's so this you, is so me. But
0: but cut to if I if I had any disregard for your appreciation of the fairy houses, I'd be like, ah, it's so you. you. I had to get it. I had to get it. Who else would appreciate this? This, (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible, (laughs) terrible. Um, I gotta, I gotta. Speaking of me only talking about myself, there's um something that I I need to talk about because podcasting is therapy. But I I will ask it. I will bring it up via. Pretending like we're talking about you. Okay. Which is, did you have pets when you were in high school?
1: Hey, this is great because the answer is nope. So you talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. funny <laughs> that you would tell me to talk
0: because, uh, as it happens coincidentally, um, guys, there is no good way to segue into this, but I just need to talk about it. I'm sorry, everyone, because it's very fresh. Um, I have a dog. Everyone knows I have a dog, Scott. Um, everyone knows that the last few episodes the professor has been hanging out as well Um, and everyone knows that I have a cat and um, unfortunately I had to put my cat to sleep on Wednesday and it's really like the most profound loss I've ever felt and I mean that with all love to any family member that I've lost or any friend that I've lost but I had her she was 17 and I had her for 16 of those 17 years 16 years you met her um her name is Luca everybody knows everybody knows that she would come and hang out um and you know want to hang out with guests on a podcast and stuff and um and she had she was started, a head butter she would she come was, and like yep she push it. against you she would put her little paw on your leg or your arm if she wanted attention and um she got, uh, sick really quickly. Like I would, I have I think I've said on the podcast before, like, oh my gosh, she's so old, but she just wouldn't know it. And, um, and all of a sudden a month ago, she just started to lose weight really rapidly and they couldn't find out, figure out what was wrong with her. And, um, she, then she seemed to kind of be getting better. And then she just, um, seemed not good at all on New Year's Eve and I I took her into the vet and they did an x-ray and they couldn't find anything and so they were going to do a sonogram on Thursday when their person who does sonograms come in and um on uh Wednesday so the 2nd on the 2nd um I I came out and she was she couldn't get up
1: oh baby
0: and so I had to um I had to take her to the vet and I had two well, they tried to do everything that they could to bring her blood sugar up and her blood pressure up because she was just like kind of her system was sort of failing. And, um, and then after a few hours, you know, they sent me away. They're like, there's nothing you can do. Let us just try to get her stable. But they said it's almost certainly cancer. It's almost certainly lymphoma. And the chances that, you know, she's going to bounce back from this at her age are really slim. So you need to think about saying goodbye And so I had to go back later that day and, um, and they put her to sleep and I've just never, I've never had to do that before. I've been so lucky. Uh, Like, I mean, I had a, I had a cat that got hit by a car when I was really little, but like that happened and I wasn't there for it. And so my dad had to tell me that it happened. And of course I was shattered, but I was like six. And so that memory sort of fades a little bit over time. And Scotty's 10, and he's, you know, has, occasionally has something wrong with him, but nothing major. And she just never had anything wrong with her at all. And so the process of saying goodbye has been I, I don't know if I've ever been more sad or more depressed. I cry every day, multiple times a day. And it's so weird because you, it's not like if you lose someone in your life, you're a family member or a friend or someone who you don't live with then you're not seeing that person or that thing everywhere all the time but like everything here is the same except
1: she's gone and it's like you have i don't know if i can even talk about it you have like phantom like you're constantly holding doors for phantom for the phantom dog or the phantom cat we we um our first my first pet was a little dog a little jack russell terry named snickers that Vinny and i got together and we came out here to la with her i don't even know if i can talk about this even though it's been it's been a long time it's been almost uh it's been almost nine years we went to help a friend take care of her baby and when we came home uh we had a woman who lived down the hall from us you know we just like a neighbor said she would take care of her for us and we came home she had decided to get high and take her for a walk and didn't had a retractable leash and didn't uh, click, didn't lock it, and so she was hit by a car and she didn't and she didn't make it. So I came home and she was <sighs> she, they someone uh uh a, a, one of the producers of American Pie it was like this weird LA one of the producers of like American Pie had rolled up in a Porsche and like. It was the the dog. She apparently was in the street, and they he picked her up. His wife was like, Why, why is anybody doing anything? And they picked her up and they drove her to the vet and they tried to save her. But by the time we got there, she was gone. And you know what? I lost a good like year of my life after that because you know, whether you whatever you want to think about, whatever you want to think about this, like I treated that dog like a baby, (laughs) and it was, it was, I just, I mean, I've never. It's a profound, it's a profound, profound like the loss, loss. of a pedic- you know, And they're a so innocent,
0: loss. you know, and you're and you're responsible for their their caretaking. There's no I mean, other than like the guilt that I feel Like, God, when she started losing weight, maybe there was more. I could have done faster. Or maybe there was, you know, I think I was in denial in part about how serious it might be. You know, I took her to the vet the second she started losing weight. But when they got, when they tested her thyroid and they tested her kidney and they tested all this stuff and they said, you know, she might just have a little bug. We're going to give her an appetite appetite stimulant. And then I came back and, and that seemed to work and she was eating again. But, like, I feel like I know, I knew in my bones that, like, she wasn't really getting that much better but I just didn't want to believe that she wasn't and you know I I took her back to the vet as soon as like I saw any kind of a sign that like okay she's not getting better but I still have this and, and she was so old you know she was 17 but I still have this feeling like there's more I should have done or there's something Like, if I hadn't been in denial, maybe I would have appreciated the time that I had with her at the end. I mean, I'm experiencing all the cliches of grief where you feel like, sorry, Scotty, where you feel like, you know, (laughs) she was, like, the last day before she died, she was so pissed at me because, like, I wasn't, she she started, she'd, like, peed on the rug a couple times because she she was sick and, like, when the dogs, when she pees and and then they pee all over her pee because they smell it and... And so I was like keeping her in a different room and I just hanging out with her in there, but she couldn't be out with the dogs, and she was so mad she was like mad at me, you know, and it's all those cliches, and it's the cliches that people talk about when they talk about humans that they lose, um, but I think the the sense of guilt and the sense of like, I wish that I would have treasured that that just that one last day with her differently if I'd known. It's so much worse somehow because they're so innocent, you know. They just, they just need you and they just love you, and that's what's, it's so hard with pets.
1: It's hard because, I mean, I really think with people too, when someone dies when they're older, and you can say, "Oh, they had such a." they had such a great life and they had a long life. You know, my grandmother, I, you know, like I said, I still miss her all the time. I think about her all the time. But at least I can say she was 92 and I spent a lot of time with her. Yeah. But I think with pets, it's like, they're here for such a short amount of time. The thing that I just kept, I just couldn't, like the whole, I mean, many holes in my heart when my dog was killed was, she was six years old. And I just remember thinking, Six years, is nothing in my life. I'm old enough. It's sad that I'm old enough to know that this is a blip in time. And the idea that something else might take up more time or mm. more, I might be with something or have something, anything longer than I had this like, awesome little creature that was yeah. just so, so amazing. And just, and you know, we had just moved to Los Angeles too. And we, uh, I mean, it was bad because we we thought, holy shit, did we make a terrible mistake? Because oh, we were course. new. Like, we were new. When it marks your move like that we didn't with this know incredible any, we tragedy. We didn't know anybody here. That's why the neighbor was taking care of it because we, you know, and I felt so, I mean, I felt the same. I felt so guilty. I mean, I wasn't there when she died. Uh, we left at like five o'clock in the morning because, you know, mm. we were going to help a friend with her baby. So we needed to be there before she got to work. And... I didn't really say goodbye to her. We had just kicked her out of the bed because she was driving yeah. us crazy. Like there was all kinds yeah. of stuff that I just and I I can at least I feel like wow I'm actually thinking oh my god I can't believe I can talk I I'm actually making words and able to say it because I mean I don't really talk about it very often because I just it's like I I can't it's so I can't. hard it's thank just, you for
0: thank you for telling that story honestly because I really I mean I knew I haven't podcasted obviously since this happened. And, um, I just knew that I, I knew it was, I was going to have to talk. I mean, I guess I thought maybe I don't have to talk about it, but, um, it's just one of those things where, I mean, all of the cliches are true and I, and, and I'm feel I'm so, this is so self-serving, but I just have such great listeners and people who really empathize. And I know that sometimes we have really fun, silly podcasts, but you know, a lot of fucked up shit happens in the world
1: and, and you know, people and people know, I mean, the people that reached out to me after she died it was you know like from all walks of life from from all these people that we had just known and and really helped us feel better and new friends we had we had new friends in LA and they came and they just swept in and and helped they took care of everything for us cuz they i just i don't remember i don't remember a lot of that time like there was a couple months I, where I hate just that lost you went it. through that but I'm and uh, by the way I'm not looking
0: forward to tomorrow much less how long it's going to take me to get over this but at the same time and I think you will agree with this too and and anybody who's you know lost something that they loved or someone um I mean I wouldn't of course I wouldn't take any of that time back and I wouldn't not want to have had her for how much it hurts um I had the whole, like all of the cliches. It's so beautiful how much grief unites people in terms of like the way that your heart and your your soul and your mind experience it. But I mean, I even had, I've even had like the the dream where you know a, a couple of nights after it happened, in the morning I was sleeping and I swear I felt her jump up on the bed. And be on the pillow like she used to sleep next to my head. She would push her whole body into my head because so they want to be like right by you. And <laughs> she only liked licking boy hair because the long girl hair was like too tangly and crazy for her. She couldn't understand it. But um, But I just felt this, I felt her body against the side of my head, and I had my eyes closed and I didn't want to open them because i knew i was dreaming it's such a cliche but i felt her purring and i could hear her purring and and i reached my hand up and i i kind of pulled on her tail because she used to like that and and then i woke up and when i woke up i was crying and i so many people talk about when they lose someone that they have those dreams where they feel like I get this opportunity to say goodbye in a different way and I really feel like that's what happened for me and I don't know if that's because it's real and it's something about her spirit or if it's just something that our brains and our hearts need to do to heal but either way it's so spectacularly special and we're so lucky that we're able to have those kinds of profound experiences you know even as we like process pain
1: I remember after my grandmother died. I had a dream that she like came to me and she said she was in a coma before she died and I went as soon as I found out she was in a coma I flew down to where she was and I sat next to her bed I sat there for a week I didn't move and I dreamt that after she died I dreamt that she came to me and she said I'm so sorry like she said I'm so sorry that I couldn't say goodbye to you but everything is fine, and she like she said goodbye to me, and I do think about that, and I wonder like did she, I mean, did she really come to me and say goodbye to me, or was I? You know, is it something that we do to make ourselves to make ourselves feel better? Is it something that we do like an instinct or something we have to get some some kind of closure, yeah? Some kind of you know. I guess I would just say
0: about that. I mean, kind of what we both just agreeing before, which is you can choose to believe whatever you want. I love to feel wonder about things. I don't feel wonder about a God necessarily, but I do love to feel a sense of wonder about the energy between people and but even for somebody, you know, someone like Cara Santa Maria, um, who you probably know, I love her.
1: Right? We love our Cara or Cara Santa well, Maria. Let me rephrase that. My daughter loves her. <laughs> I was summarily dismissed the last time I saw Cara Santa Maria. My daughter said, "Mommy, you're bothering us" because oh, they were talking about my, din- my they were my. talking about dinosaurs. And I was bothering them.
0: Sorry, mom. (laughs) Yeah. So I do. It's funny that I would. I mean, that's. It's. It's. She's a perfect person to bring up, and I love that we are have her as a mutual friend, and that she's a podcast guest. But she would. I mean, I. I think I've learned from her, even though I still choose to sort of believe that it is real and that your grandmother did visit you. But I think that Kara would say, "But what about just the magic in the." In the fact that we're unified by our bodies and our minds, having the capacity to create that process, even yeah. if it's for ourselves, yeah, because isn't a, that beautiful? A because she's I'm such sure a neuroscientist, she would say that. I mean,
1: you're absolutely you know, and right this, in her and her
0: POV about like praying and prayer and stuff is that idea of like, you know, whatever part of your brain is calmed in the praying process is the same as meditation, is the same as this, is the same as that. That whatever sort of synapses and drugs we're able to self-medicate with even in the construct of our own
1: brain, that can be considered magical and still science, you know? Just today. I was talking about, like I said before, I was saying, oh, I was talking about with a friend about burnt offerings and all these horror films, and I was saying, oh, my dad used to watch all these schlocky horror films, and I said, my dad took me to see Beyond and Back when he was in the theater, which was, I don't know if anybody, remembers I don't know this what movie. that is, but
0: I can't wait to hear about let it. Just, First well, of all, I bur- can only assume that saying. Going Beyond, good, yeah.
1: Well, Beyond and Back is a movie. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know. If, I don't think it's a documentary. I really need to wiki this thing because I'm. It was about people who have died and come back to life, and what their reports of the afterlife oh, okay. were, and how everybody but had is this. It a shared, documentary? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm going to look it up on I, my phone while you just. Okay. It. Well, I'm going to talk about because I was my, my dad took me to see this movie, and I was like ten, and I, now I look back like and I'm like potentially Why would you really take upsetting. Me to see this movie? Yes, and. I think about this movie all the time because they all had these shared experiences. There's a tunnel and a light and their loved ones come. And I always think, well, like in, like in relation to what we were just saying, like me saying, you know, my grandmother came back and she said, you know, I'm saying she said all the things that made sense because she was in a coma. She couldn't talk to me. And she basically communicated to me that, I'm sorry, I couldn't talk to you, but I was fine and everything is fine now. And goodbye. And that is is you know what our brain like do our brains could is it possible that we could have this common experience of death like if there's nothing when we die then like we have but we all have this common you know there's this common thread of everybody that has died and come back they have had this experience but is that something that our brains do, or is it something that I God does know. It's does? so fascinating. It that I wish Kara were here? I know she, you know she would be like, Well, let me tell you, we and need then she could to, talk for an, an hour this again about and it. Have Kara come Seriously. And just ask her questions. Um,
0: I will say that I've wikied uh, Beyond and Back. Beyond and Back has um, I'm so excited to share this with you. The poster is just like some really <laughs> somber <laughs> like gravestones. <laughs> Beyond and back. <laughs> beyond and back. They went into the unknown and returned with startling revelations about life after death. Some will believe. Others will not. I Decide it,
1: for yourself. I think there was a book like called like Life After Life or something like that. My dad was so... so this is one of the things about growing up in my house was that my dad... Like I said, I, I, I people tell these amazing stories about like how they bonded with their parents on certain things, but my dad had like all the the Reader's Digest, you know, guide to the supernatural. Like he had all kinds of crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, your dad. Uh then would maybe be disappointed to hear some of the uh, critical reception of this, um, including in his nineteen in his January 1979 Chicago Sometimes review, Roger Ebert gave the film one star, noting that it gives turkeys a bad name. It exists on about the same cinematic level as an army training film or one of those junior high chemistry movies in which the experiments never quite worked. The film also appears on Robert rogerebert.com's e Ebert most hated list as well as his 2000 uh, book I hated 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 this movie first of all I didn't know that Roger Ebert had a book called I hated 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 this movie but I want that book that that is hilarious I hated 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 this movie the film earned nearly 24 million dollars in box office receipts and was one of the top 20 top earning films in the US for
1: 1978 oh my god
0: I hated, 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 hated this film. I hated,
1: hated, hated this film.
0: Oh, that is brilliant. What
1: movie was it with, was it Crash? Not Crash, that won all the Academy Awards or whatever. With, Which I with skipped the LA. because too many people yes. were like, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like the, the LA movie, but Crash, the one about people that like to have sex at craft, oh, car, Crash. Oh, David Cronenberg. Flight. Yeah, the David Cronenberg I movie. I hated, hated, hated everything that David that, Cronenberg here's pretty my much favorite. ever did. We <laughs> Vinny and I went to see that movie in New York when we were back in New York and... He was still smoking at the time, which is why I just... This is my favorite review of a movie ever. We sat, we watched that movie. And when it was done, we walked out and we went outside and we were both really quiet. And he, like, in the... It just was like this inter, this, this endless time where he pulled out a pack of cigarettes, like, you know, like, packed it, lit it, took a big, deep breath, blew it out and went, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed and laughed and that was... All we said. It all need be said. That movie. <laughs> I've
0: seen that movie. I just don't like David Cronenberg's films. <laughs> I just don't like them. I feel like, I feel like what I get from watching those movies is, oh, this is what. And listen, this isn't even fair to him. He might see the world as a beautiful, magical place, but those are the kind of films he likes to make. That's fine. But the way they make me feel is. I am seeing the world through like the ugliest, <laughs> grimiest, most distorted, fucked up lens
1: really possible.
0: Is. Pretty much all of his films. I, that's all I think we needed to say. We just, oh, that was well. the end of that. It is apt, apt, <laughs> apt. All right, this is the thing. As we start to run down on time, and, and uh, we still have a little bit left, but I want to give this its, its due, especially because I think this might end up... Um, giving us a, a fun window in, not just to you, but y- if you want to kind of uh, venture back towards the person that you were when you were in high school to play this MASH game, um, it's really up to you or you can do a combination thereof. You do play MASH. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I say that like you play it every day. No, I, I would be surprised I, you know, if you I, did, I, but. It,
1: it, I have to tell you, while you were doing that, I was listening to you, it kind of terrified me a little bit how I didn't even like hesitate. I knew exactly what mm-hmm. you were talking about. Thank God.
0: Um, I'm excited because I have some new categories. Um, uh, Tammy C on uh, the Facebook page sent me some suggestions. I've been using suggestions here and there from people and guys, I got to figure out a way to corral the suggestions because I've gotten tweets about it and then I know I took the tweets and wrote them down somewhere and now I can't find them. (laughs) Terrible. And then the Facebook page is useful. That is a useful tool. Um, or you can send me an email, but, um. But I have some good new categories that I think will be kind of fun to use. And I came up with a couple of new ones myself, too. So, Tammy C., thank you so much for some of these suggestions. Um, uh, I think it's always fun to set uh, a location. So, let's do uh, um, city. I would be very surprised if Tokyo wasn't on that list. Let's just do
1: Tokyo. Let's just be Um, obvious and do Tokyo. Let's start
0: with Tokyo. But I need two
1: more. Uh, Let's do Tokyo. Um, I was just in Amsterdam in November. So let's do Amsterdam. I've never been. I was there for less than 48 hours. And you know how many people said to me, you're going to get so high. And I was no, like, you know, I'm like please. a middle-aged mom, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to eat a whole lot of waffle and then I come home.
0: And why wasn't anyone like, you know, you're going to have sex with so many prostitutes. That's <laughs> well, also no. legal. Or,
1: well, really, why were they didn't say knowing If they really knew me, not saying you're going to fuck the shit out of a lot <laughs> of pastry <laughs> because you love you some waffles. Delicious, oh, so delicious pastries. Delicious pastries.
0: Um, Um, I. I'm excited to go to Amsterdam. I will also say that I'm one of probably a billion people who saw in Bruges and was like, "That's the place for me."
1: Yeah, I I I actually have a friend who just moved there and said, "Come and visit." And I said, "Don't say that unless you really want me to come and visit," because. I am a whore that will go to your house if you say come to my house, and I live in an awesome place. So, um, do you? Really I want am me worse come? than you because I am now going to tag along. <laughs> oh, with no, this that's said great. Person, I don't even no, because know. Because that makes me look because I would just be like, I made me come." So, really sorry about this, but you know, yeah, blame it on me. Yeah, i'll totally blame oh, it on you. go into Bruges? Mm-hmm. Um, should I put Bruges as the third? Yeah, city? let's put Okay, <laughs> <do it. laughs> I have a friend there. Let's do it. Uh,
0: perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, Now I'm going to ask you, well, let's do, uh, your, your dream, your dream mate, whether it's your, whether it's a husband or a boyfriend or what, but just a a gentleman, uh, ideally a famous person three famous people you that know will be fun here's for the thing
1: i love my husband so much we've been together i realize at new year's this will be the year we've been married for 15 years mm-hmm. um which we get to stop now right i think we get it's done yeah now it? you're done we're done yeah so you're good i'm california so i get half so yep. i don't see all any set. reason in all set no. um no i i met him and i was super like i someone said to me one time when i was younger and in a bar, they, this guy came up to me and said, "I just want to tell you, I've never seen anybody who's so good at shooting people down. You are the they used to call me the ice oh. queen. They call me the ice queen." And then kill I, met him. I, I kill switch. I kill switch works switch, for I that to too. and I just I was just like, no, oh, kill no, Switch no. is great for all like, the What's above. Lucy Liu and Charlie's Angels. No, no, uh-uh, no. Um, and I met my husband and was like, "Oh, hi, here you are." And oh. he proposed to me like a month later, and oh. I was like, "Yep." Here we go. And we just didn't tell anybody for three years because I didn't want to hear anybody complain about it. But I do. He is, he is the awesomest. But I, that being said, I'm not putting him on this list because... <laughs> that's not what this yeah, so is for. That's this is not what this is for. That is not this what is not this about is you. for. This is hard, though, because I'm not really one of those, oh, do you know who I really love? Know, yeah, but so? what about when you were a teenager? Like, that's would you have Leonard Nimoy on you your know, list? No. You know who I would have had on my list? Uh, Paul Young. I would have had him on my list. Do you remember him? Take my breath away. So- no, wait, oh, hold on, lady. <laughs> Every time you go, go away. away. Oh, I loved him. He made my heart go pitter-pat. Tall, so
0: young. You too. How many members of Duran Duran can me. I put on there?
1: Because I'm an 80s kid, but.
0: You can definitely put well. Yeah, I think you might have to pick. I in the past, someone has already picked Roger Taylor. That's I right. think someone else picked John Taylor, okay, and I, I picked Nick would. Rhodes. Oh, that I, was like, mine. No, you can have no. him. You can have him because I've never played Mash. I've never done this oh, game. Oh, so, so he's so, still, it's, oh, so okay. he's he's up for grabs.
1: Oh, so wait, I don't want t- two eighties guys on there. <laughs> Nick Rhodes. <clears throat> How about you, McGregor? Just because he's great, adorable, and you know exactly what his penis looks like, and yes, and we all know what his penis looks like several times over. I think that's great. I've seen Moulin Rouge. Cause I'm, cause I'm a 14 year old girl because I will laugh at dick jokes or I can't say the word pussy, um, and re- <laughs> be referring to a cat. If you're referring to a cat as a pussy, I'm going to laugh which is yeah. when you have a child and you're reading her mother goose and there's lots of pussy, oh, pussy, 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 pussy. Oh dear yeah. Pussy. I would have a hard time with that oh, too. Oh God. But yeah. Although I'm, I did used to call Luca
0: puss. I'd be like, what's up? Puss, puss? Puss, 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 Yeah. Um, puss, puss, puss. okay. Uh, let's bring a person from history into your life as your best friend.
1: Hmm do you know what only because i've been reading about her mary todd lincoln is my best friend
0: mary todd lincoln well she could
1: be because there are two more people that you might end up with
0: crazy did you read that um fictional uh story about her like it's a there's a work of fiction book club i need like a book club alert (laughs) book club alert um uh there's a book i think it's called mary todd or just mary or mary lincoln Listen, it's one of those, um, and it is about it is a fictional historical novel about Mary Lincoln based on all of like everything they knew about her. Um, it's fascinating. I would
1: like to read that You've now. Got to read because it. you know. Uh, vinnie said to me what when we saw lincoln I, I said oh mary todd yeah she was crazy she was crazy and then i was like i'm gonna read more about her and i read about her it was like oh she lost a child at eight then she lost oh, one at 12 then really, she lost one at 18 really oh by crazy. the way she had her husband murdered in front of her i was yeah. like let's cut her a little slack on yeah. the crazy pants oh
0: yeah i Holy strongly moly. recommend the book it was fascinating uh so you might end up with her as your best friend you might end up with the next person that you're about to say
1: um, from history is my best friend
0: Hmm. oh gosh could be like an author that yeah, you love. Yeah, that's what I'm trying Could be, to think, though. Uh,
1: Jeanette Winterson.
0: Oh, ditto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Book, yes, club, every, alert. book club alert. Read everything by Jeanette Winterson. Read everything. Read everything I would start... I personally would maybe start with written on the body. Yes, I think that that on is body. one of the most oranges, sexy, beautiful... Also, also, but
1: oranges are not the only fruit. Oranges are not the
0: only fruit. <laughs> the only fruit. We'll tell you a lot about Jeanette Winterson. And... Um, what's the one, what's my favorite one that I'm the passion, the passion. Oh, the passion guys.
1: Oh God. I'm going to, I want to go read that again. I now. know me too. It's I have such to, a you beautiful know the, the, the sad story. thing. I was going to say this earlier. I'm going to have to go and buy the passion on my, uh, iPad, my, you know, e-device, even though I own it in hardcover because now if I don't, if it's not on my iPad, I won't, I won't read it. Chris Hardwick gave me, The Nerdist was like, here's a copy of my book, The Nerdist. I was like, thank you, Chris Hardwick. I didn't read it for a really long time. And I finally had to fucking buy it. And so I could read it. Uh... Because I can't, I'm just, I don't... I
0: still, I'm not that there yet. I will say I am still the opposite, where well, I if I get something on for, on either my Kindle or my iPad, it's a guarantee I will only read it on a plane.
1: Oh, and that,
0: that means that I have like five books that are unfinished, including a book, bar, uh, the Lacuna, the Barbara Kingsolver
1: book, who would totally be on my list of best oh, really? friends. I read Game um, of Thrones on my iPhone, oh, the entire Game of Thrones on series. On your iPhone? On my iPhone while nursing a child. Like, wow. I read it... Well, and this is the advantages of being a late adopter. I didn't have to wait 17 years between books or however long it was and went right through all the way to uh, Dance with Dragons on my iPhone because like baby in one hand, on my boobie, and then my iPhone in the other reading
0: game. I think that's how I read uh, Hunger Games. Okay, last one. Very good choices so far.
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'm wondering how far back I should go into the history. How about like Gertrude Stein? Because you know what? She She seems like she had a lot of really great Parties at her Paris yes. apartment. Yes, 100% yes. These are great. Um, and Vivian is very into My Daughter is Three, and she loves Very Fine and Very Mine, My Valentine. Very oh, Fine, Very yeah, Mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I stuff. love this.
0: Okay, now this is one of Tammy's suggestions. If you could have uh, created one work of art, whether it's like a famous song or a painting or designed a building or something like that. Give me three things that you wish you would have been responsible for.
1: Oh my God, that's hard. Such a great, just a great so, category. Wait, it is that, be- oh my God, what's her name? Tammy? Tammy, yeah. Love her. Yeah. Because that is really good because they I'm trying to think of like, what is it? Can, does poetry count? Sure. Because you know what? Yeah, if there's a, a, a Lorca, there are some poems by Garcia Lorca that, I feel like I have to put my hand over my heart, otherwise yeah. I have to protect it. Like when oh. I read it, I have to put my hand here. Otherwise, I'm like, I can't, I can't. Oh. It's hurting me. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Um, I forget. I'm. It's like the still waters, the still waters of your heart beneath a thicket of kisses. I mean, that poem is like, oh, it's just okay. so beautiful. Well, so that's a piece of ready, art because you I might wish have read. What else? Um, I'm trying to think of now art that is. You know, if we're going to go back to high school, I remember I went to Paris when I was in high school and I saw Rodin's The Kiss. And I remember just Mm. being blown away that I was standing there and looking at that. And I feel like that it's such a cliche it's like you know the how college freshmen they get to they get to their dorm room and they instantly put up monet the water lily they put the yes, and they all have like, oh bless art yeah. you know it's so deep and i feel like it's so funny to me i i love that i had such a it's such a cliche like the kiss i was clearly it's like and but also it it's, stuff, well, it's also very like it's a masterpiece oh, I mean, you yes. know that's
0: what people say. i've never bothered to wait in line at the louvre for the mona lisa <laughs> but people say Guess what? It's worth it. Guess like what? they it's say it's
1: really ping, stunning. T- it's really tiny and you, you just same thing like that. you have to put your hand yeah. over your heart because That's you're like That's so
0: interesting cuz I yeah, I've never even been interested enough to do that. But when I was in Florence, I saw Michelangelo, sorry, Michelangelo's the David, David, the David. The David. Yeah. And I I had that experience where That's I was like, I've seen the images of this. It's so iconic. I've seen it my entire life. I was so ho-hum about the idea yes. of going to see it. I was like, sounds good, but I'm in Florence. Like, I'll do whatever you want because every place here is magical. And then I was standing in front of it and I was like, I am
1: completely in awe. I totally get, I get exactly it. why this is as famous as yep. it is. It yeah, is it's true. It. Like, it seems so cliche when you've seen it a million times that, and then you see it in person and you're just... uh you just don't know what to do with yeah. yourself. You understand that it's yeah. a complete, and yeah, I, and I also think it's just—it's also so funny to think about me in high school, and that it seems like so romantic and so that kind of like, oh, maybe someday, like this will this will be part of my like maybe I will have this kind of yeah. romance,
0: yeah, you know? the purity of that. By the way, I'm
1: gonna uh, say that you. If you want to, you
0: can use this category. Your last item in this category to be also the person who just invented the machine that bags your umbrella for you. If you want, I mean, that sounds like it's a work of art. So if there's someplace, if there's something in Tokyo
1: that you wish you'd been responsible for, I won Father's Day last year. I installed a Japanese toilet in our house for Father's Day, and went to my husband's office and showed him a picture of it in the iPhone because it was weird that I was not going to be home when he got home that night. (laughs) And I find a way to share the present with him. I your father's day present is waiting for you at home and he's like well i'll just wait and i said but i'm not going to be home so he's like well i'll just wait and open it you know when you get home it's like it's not that kind of present <laughs> so i'm just going to show you and but your your daughter's going to talk about it because she's very excited about our new japanese potty and so i'm just going to show you know, so, so i'm going to show you it and i showed it to him and he just like his face he just looked at the picture and was like and I said, here's what's going through your mind, is this morning you pooped on a regular toilet, and now I'm showing you a picture, and it is a different toilet, and you think I am magical. He was like, you are a great and powerful wizard. But I really fantastic. did, I organized the whole thing, the plumber was, the plumber and the electrician were there five seconds after he left, that got that fantastic. thing. So I would like to be the, uh, I would like to be whoever invented the company Toto that made makes the most amazing Japanese toilets that is okay. what I'm saying because anybody might out have there, a if you toilet. have been to Tokyo, then you know what I'm talking about. Because oh, once you go wonderful. to Tokyo and you have a toilet experience there, you long for the Japanese toilets. Like, I can't wait to go it's for so toilet great. purposes. Only, we gotta find. Plus if, more. I have a friend that lives in Tokyo, Janet. We should go. We should go hit them up too.
0: I love it. Um, okay, now I'm going to say uh, I've asked about uh, fantasy pets before, and um, you know, could be a dog, could be a cat. Now I'm going to get real specific and say you three pets they all have to be mystical creatures so what pets you could even maybe include like a little fairy in here if you wanted to I'm i not would gonna, like a fairy so
1: i would we'll, we'll i would give like you a, a little a fairy.
0: fairy friend um what else would be fun
1: i would like bebo was his name right or from um clash of the titans the little owl I want that little metal owl. I don't
0: know what it's it called. Bebo.
1: Bebo. 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 I think his name oh, is
0: Bebo. Dogs growling. Oh. Um, okay, number three, mystical creature. Mystical creature. So my owl, my fairy.
1: I want. I want. I want the glass cat with the pink brains from the Wizard of Oz books that says, oh. "Do you like my brains? You can see them work."
0: Oh, the Wizard of Oz books are so amazing. I read all of the Oz books when I was little cuz my grandmother had them and it's like that time where you're just staying with your grandparents cuz your parents are getting a divorce. Yeah, maybe that's not true for everyone, but that was my that experience. That time. You know
1: that, that time. time.
0: When you read all the Oz books. <laughs> you the Oz and uh,
1: <laughs> I haven't read them since then and I would love to I'm go I'm starting back. to, you know, they made them into graphic novels and Ooh, so that's cool. I have all the Oz books but since you know she's 3, but she is suddenly interested in the. Gra- We've been sort of going, okay. going through the graphic novels, like bit pictures. by bit, and like some it. pictures. I wanted her middle name to be Ozma. I wanted one of her, and I've sort of yeah. quietly call her Ozma to myself. Uh, but her middle name is Ripley. She's named after Ellen Ripley from Alien.
0: God, people you are say the best is,
1: nerd ever. They say, "Is that a fa-? people say is that a family name?" They're like, "Ripley, it's so nice that a family name." I'm like for someone, <laughs> I'm like, we uh, uh, we named her after. We thought that'd be funny. I love because when I was I a G4 at the time. I was writing for Attack of the Show, and I had a big old pregnant belly, and they would move during meetings. It would be like, oh, yeah, and they would Australian. all because it's all boys. They would all flip yeah. out and be like, what? "They not know going what going on do with, with you." Oh my god, you have a, yeah. a chest burster so please she Chris has- and i
0: never would have had a baby but if we had we totally would have named him flynn like there's flynn. no question
1: male yeah. or female because yeah. we're
0: such tron nerds
1: if we had had a boy we were going <laughs> to if we had a boy we would have named him murphy finn murphy finn rutherford just so i could talk to him like he was an irish gangster all day because i don't be, what's the big idea here <laughs> Ah, this playroom's a mess <laughs> all day i would have been like I'm that with you him. Have viv aka ripley aka
0: uh Osma. um okay and so your last one and this is a very lady thing to do but maybe you guys feel like this too as you get older and your metabolism changes food with no consequences three foods eat as much as you want no consequences no sugar rush or crash no fat no weight gain no anything just delicious delicious which supermarket birthday cake so- Oh my God. You know what I would do is the supermarket cookies that are just like <laughs> really? dough oh, that the have loft the ices. The lopped Oh I God. They're like, so horrible, but they're so good. They're so good. Oh, the supermarket cake. This. is well, a great answer if this somebody gave me answer. one and then I'm not friends you. are like, this, this won't like, be God, good. I won't like this. I this. is like going to be disgusting. I'm it, a classy lady. No. And
1: then you take a bite and you're like, this is just sugar delivered straight this is, to my pleasure points. There's nothing in this. It's nothing. It's not cake. I love it. Supermarket cake because I bake birthday cakes and I used to have a little company called Princess Yum Yum and I used to make I make you know fabulous cakes and whatever oh, so, so people great. I will go to birthday parties and people will like they they feel intimidated they'll be like oh I feel so because you invited you and I just went to Ralph's yeah. and got this cake my neighbor said that to me she has two kids and she was like oh I feel so I just got a, I felt so bad because you were coming and I just got this birthday cake <laughs> meanwhile like the next day I'm at her door knocking being like you better fucking open this I know you have a birthday cake I need to <laughs> eat that birthday cake and she just like brings See it over to my house now to cake. save her like screens uh, from being ripped open and oh, sliced open by it. a knife i, I love mean. it
0: now what about when you were in amsterdam and you ate all of the stroopwafel
1: Stroop waffle. do you know what that is right you know people i found that i was very surprised to find people did not they were not as <laughs> well, obsessive or familiar maybe with it i don't know it's a waffle cookie a butter waffle cookie with yeah. with yeah, caramel know. and, and yeah, you take for it for sure you, i know i just didn't know that's what it was called cup, yep and you let it soften and then you eat it
0: yeah that's uh fantastic i put waffle and what you for your third one
1: I guess I should, I'm trying to think of something that's not sweet. <laughs> um, this sushi roll that they make. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I take it back. I was going to say the sushi roll that they make at this one place here that is just covered in uh, smelt egg and scallops uh, and is wonderful. But instead, I'm going to say authentic Tokyo tonkatsu ramen. I -hmm. would just like to sit down and eat a bowl of it and then say thank you. Please bring me another one. Yeah. And just keep it coming Yes, because just keep it coming. I love it. I love it.
0: Okay. um, This is a very good mash. Uh, Tell me when to stop.
1: (laughs) Now. Okay.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. uh, Pausing. uh, It will be as if no time has passed. All right. All right. Okay, Kristen, I hope you are ready for the beginning of the rest of your I life. I can't
1: wait to find because out. Because
0: you live, first of all, what a joy to find yourself living in Bruges.
1: Oh, with your friends. Really you already have a friend, friend. Who I there. You already have a friend there. You already know someone there. And you, you know, know what? A... It's really central to a lot of other places, I think. Oh, so, absolutely. You know what? I love this it. is
0: like, uh, this is a really good, this turned out really well. Um, you live in a house <laughs> in Bruges. Oh, good. Uh, with you and McGregor.
1: Oh, it makes sense this somehow. Is it totally fits. Because you know what? We can always go, make, it's easy to get to London or to yeah, Scotland. You can you know pop what? over to Scotland. Because my have... husband is from, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he's Scottish. I did know your husband yeah. was Scottish. He's I was aware of he... that. His penis
0: is also Scottish. Yeah, I've yeah, seen it in a lot of films. Is... Yes. Yeah. Um, you, uh, your your best friend is Gertrude Stein?
1: Oh my goodness. Of course because I just I just I Paris know she lives in a, Paris. Yes, it's very a quick it's a quick jaunt. Or from maybe Bruges. your fairy dust. You you a fairy I have a fairy? some sprinkle some fairy dust. I'm I'm so so glad glad I thought that seems
0: so right for Bruce. So right? glad I
1: didn't get the glass cat because she's so
0: <laughs> she's You put kind, that in as like a dark horse in the room. Well, rain. I did that cuz yeah, I mean it all makes sense to me. The fantastic... I mean, didn't they even say it's like a fairy tale, like fairyland in yes. the movie inversion? Yes, it is. Um, <clears throat> and also nearby is your great work of art, The Kiss. Oh, that's I so nice. I so can wonderful. go and visit it and just remember how I made it. Yeah, and congratulate yourself by eating as much supermarket Super birthday cake. cake! You got it! Your yes.
1: first choice! <laughs> My first choice! Heartiest of congratulations to One you. of a, a very good birthday was... I was so. I thought it was going to be sad because Vinny was in Tokyo and I was going to take. I was. I went. I actually, took Vivian. It was uh, in 2010. I went to. I took her. But there was some overlap, and so he was in Tokyo on my birthday. And I was going to be by myself with Vivian. So I asked, I have like a little core group of moms that I really love. We call ourselves the anti-moms group, moms group. And found I love these women. I found a group that I actually, anti-social. I love them. No one is stupid. So I don't have to call anybody stupid. Good, and good. they are just super, they're everybody really, wins. Everybody wins. It's great. But they, uh, they came on my birthday and every single one of them brought a supermarket, white cake, white mm. icing, because I'm like, that's birthday cake. Chocolate, I don't chocolate cake is not birthday cake. Yeah. White cake or yellow cake and white icing, that's birthday cake. Oh. They all brought a full, like a half sheet cake. Oh. And I cut it all up, put it in Tupperware, stored it in my freezer, and ate it over the next six months. Oh my God. It was so great. And it wasn't I wasn't like something I said, hey, you know what you guys should do for me? One of them, uh, suggested that we all they all do that and they all showed That's up so my so with that it was it was really great
0: that sounds so good right now particularly because i haven't eaten anything yeah i, um, I haven't eaten dinner i want to thank you so much for doing the podcast this has been a joy there were talk about some laughs and some tears uh is it
1: awkward for me to propose to you like live like this because it's, it's not it's not awkward
0: it would be awkward if you didn't It would be,
1: you're right. Because you would, then there would be this whole awkward, yeah, you're right, there'd be this awkward thing of afterwards, I really thought that this was it. I thought this was the moment. It seemed so perfect. I dimmed the lights. I'm waiting. I gave her lemonade. (laughs) I gave her sparkling lemonade. Janet Barney, will you marry me?
0: Yes, Kristen Motherford, I will marry you. She
1: asked me. She asked me. She asked me. All right, guys. We've got a serious
0: fairy wedding to plan. Um, Thank you so much. We're going to Bruges. We have so
1: much to do. So
0: much to do. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, write in with your comments, questions. Um, I encourage you to check out uh, Kristen on Geek and Sundry. Um, Hashtag parent.
1: Hashtag parent is... Uh, the second Tuesday of every month, and I also write for Geek Mom, which is part of Wired. And I'm please tune into the Nerdist. We are going to be. Um, I think our shows start in March. I don't really know when they start, but they do. We're, that's pretty cool. Typical Who, network when it's they're like, just like yeah. I yeah. mean, I it's just I haven't. It's one of those things where when you write for a show, people are like, "When's that on?" You're like, "I don't know. They don't I, tell me. They don't anything. tell me. I yeah. just watch it. You know, whatever." Yeah. Uh, we're it goes like Doctor Who, a new show called Orphan Black, and then the Nerdist. So love it love it
0: Uh, adore you and uh, we're dedicating this episode to your grandmother and to Luca and uh, love to all you guys out there for listening thank you so much As always, the JV Club theme song is Before We Were Brittle, courtesy of the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.